every kick, every game, every goal. Following Morecambe FC in League One. Full match commentary of Morecambe FC on Beyond Radio. This is Shrimps Live from Beyond Radio. Hello and thanks for downloading episode 95 of the Shrimps Verdict podcast. A reminder that all opinions expressed are those of the individual contributors and not necessarily those of either Morecambe Football Club or of Beyond Radio. Hello from Dave Salmon. Thanks so much for your company. Really appreciate it. A reminder, all episodes always available on Apple, Google, Spotify. Search the Shrimps Verdict. You can ask your smart speaker. And the whole back catalogue also available in the podcast section at beyondradio.com. Co.uk. So, no game this weekend then, which I think is bitterly disappointing for every single Shrimps fan given the run that we're on at the moment. We would have uh, headed to the Abbey Stadium full of confidence, and I've no doubt at all that we would have had a great chance of making it four straight wins in League One and hopefully putting even more daylight between us and the bottom four. I must admit, I'm not uh, particularly relishing the trip there now on a Tuesday night, getting back about three in the morning, but it will be what it will be. Safety comes first for spectators and all that uh, it's just disappointing isn't it I suppose conspiracy theorists would say well you know Cambridge have only won once in the last nine games in the league we're on the crest of a wave it's a bit convenient isn't it a little bit of wind and the game is off but uh, no it is it's, it's legit of course it is and it's just one of those unfortunate weather incidents that's happened uh, that nobody can do anything about so onwards we go uh, to next Saturday and uh, the chance to make it four home wins in a row uh, back at the Mazuma Stadium for the uh, uh, swift return game against Port Vale only faced them on Boxing Day of course and uh, once we, uh, we, we were beaten 1-0 uh, on that day we thought it was all doom and gloom and uh, well, there was so much to do but uh, it's just been onwards and upwards since then hasn't it uh, so a quick return uh, for the Valiants and ahead of the game I've been talking to Johnny from Ale and the Vale a Port Vale fans podcast the ideal man to get the full lowdown on Daryl Clark's men ahead of their trip to the Mazuma next Saturday and if you're not going down to the game full commentary of course on Beyond Radio and on I Follow Shrimps on FM and DAB Plus from 2.45 we would love your company this is the Shrimp's Verdict on Beyond Radio. We started it during the original lockdown when we thought we were going to be home for a couple of weeks just as something to to do and have a chat about. And then, yeah, that season got curtailed and then we realised that we we're going to be home a lot longer than that. So it snowballed. Um, firstly, just a few interviews with people. Um, we had the chairperson on and a couple of ex-players and such like. And then... Went into preview and reviewing games just to give us something to do and keep keep track with your mates and stuff. And then yeah, that just stayed stayed on. So um, started as just a little thing to keep us busy, and now it seems like people like it and enjoy listening. So we've kind of got to keep doing it. And I suppose Ale in the Veil, it's uh, it, it does what it says on the tin, doesn't it? Really, I, I like these fan. There's a lot of good League One podcasts, aren't there? But I like the fans based ones yeah. particularly because uh, you can tell it like it is. You're not corporate. If you're good, you're good. If you're bad, then you you say so. Yeah, that that's it, and that's like we. That's why we really enjoy it, and we we have quite a lot of communication with the club as well. Um, so recently we had, we've had Nathan Smith on, who's current player. So the club are very good with letting us do that. And never once have they said, oh, you can't talk about this or or that sort of thing. So it's it, we're left to our devices on, on the fact of it. It's a fan's opinion, not the club's opinion, regardless. So it's been very good 
um, with that, and we we do we do find that all the listeners enjoy when we're when we're rubbish rather than when we're good. Yeah, it's funny that, isn't it? It's funny how everybody comes out to play when there's a bad result, and then when there's a win, there's not that. Maybe they're all in the pub, probably. But uh, it's uh, at the moment for you, though, John. It's not been uh, it's not been a bad old uh, a bad old start to, to to League One, has it? You must be absolutely delighted with the way it's gone so far. Yeah, surprised is probably the best way to say we 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 came up with no expectation in terms of to 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 be top half at christmas we came, we came up and we were all in agreement that if we finished 20th at the end of the season whilst it isn't the best season it's a positive something to build on now sat 11th two points off the playoffs we're sat there going yeah 20th wouldn't be so good now but even so we've seen bigger clubs than us drop into league 2 and we've seen people in positions I still remember Barnsley being bottom of the league at, at Christmas at one stage and then getting getting promoted. So we've we've seen stuff like that can happen and there's a couple of established League One teams that are in the lower half of of the table at the minute where you look at and think Oxford, for example, what are they doing there? They they, they shouldn't be so far down. So we we know full well that it only takes a couple of couple couple of wins on the bounce that we, we could be looking over a shoulder again. But thankfully as we talk, we're we're okay. We're 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 happy, and it's it's in a good place. We'll talk about the team, Johnny, in just a sec. Can I just have a a word with your about your manager? Firstly, um, I know some Bristol Rovers fans; they love Daryl Clark. I know some Warsaw fans who absolutely hate him. Uh, so, but I suppose he's the man who got you into League One. So, uh, all is good. Yeah, Daryl Clark is is the epitome of an enigma. He has a very set way of doing things. So the media hate him um, because you'll go into a, you'll go into a, a pre-match presentation with him and you'll go, Oh, Dan Jones came off injured last Saturday. Can you tell us about him? No, I'm not doing, I'm not doing the opposition's work for him. Okay. And then he'll, he'll turn around and then he'll say like, Oh, that player's suspended. Um, and, and he'll go, right, yeah, he's suspended for a game. Does that mean he's coming back in the next one? I'm not doing the opposition's way for him. So we kind of got to the point now where pre-match interviews, we don't really speak about injuries unless he gives up information. So um, after Funzo Ojo went off injured, uh, Peterborough told us that it was a grade one and it was six to eight weeks. And then that's that. That was seven weeks ago now and we've not heard his name mentioned since. So it's kind of, we don't ask about it. Um He's as likely to name an unchanged team as he is to make six changes. So it's it's fun. Um, but what what he is is his passion to puts everything into it. And I just think that the reason the Bristol Rovers fans loved him is the same reason as we do. He's gotten promoted, he's open, he's he feels like he's one of the lads, one like and he talks about the club with so much passion. Now the Warsaw side of it, the reason they hated him is he didn't he wasn't successful. He sold their three best players and then didn't bring anyone out in. Now, it's easy to blame the manager there when the chairman's still in place and their chairman likes to talk a lot and say nothing. Um so yeah, it's 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 one of them, isn't it? And it's we're 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 happy they don't like him because it means that he's obviously doing something right. 
Absolutely. It's that siege mentality sometimes, I suppose, isn't it? And uh, of course, he got promotion last season through the playoffs and against the backdrop of of great personal tragedy for the manager as well. So so that was a nice extra touch to, to actually do that for him. Yeah, yeah, it was it, it was a funny old season. Um, we we were counting the points to the title at one stage. Then we were seventh and counting the points over our shoulders. And then we we're outside the playoffs. And then we were in the playoffs again. And 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 Clarky wasn't about um, because of what happened with his daughter. And then he he we saw him at Hartlepool, and we saw some reports in the media that oh. Port Vale think that they're up, they were celebrating on the pitch and I think what people didn't understand was it was the first game Daryl Clark had been at a Port Vale match since his daughter um, and we weren't, we were celebrating the fact that the, the guy was back in his day job and the fact that so, like you, you're never going to get over this, that tragedy but he was he was there, he was back and that was, that was the sort of thing that pulled us together Um and then he decided that he wanted to shoulder the responsibility in the last few games. And it was his way of saying, nah, I, I can do this. So, yeah, the playoffs happened and, and, and they were very fun. And we, we've we've now got a rivalry with Swindon from from nothing. That, How bizarre. Yeah, they, they, they really aren't happy, the Swindon lot. <laughs> they they really dislike us. There's, there's, a, there's a Twitter account on Swindon... Um, like an unofficial Swindon or something like that. I can't remember what it's called, but if you if you go on any post that Vale post when we're one nil down, you will see the Swindon post. Like they they really love it, and it's so strange. Like it's it's bizarre how football rivalries can can sort of transpire sometimes, I suppose, isn't it? But uh, between the two sides uh, ourselves, Johnny, we've uh, we've had some good battles in in recent seasons, predominantly in League Two of course but uh tell us everything we need to know from what you've just said so as far as you can you can tell us uh, everything we need to know about daryl clark league one port vale um everything you need to know he lines up with three at the back and that's probably as much as i can tell you in terms <laughs> of what might happen it's been three five two three four three which one one or the other since since we've we've had clark here as manager um, there's there's a couple of mainstays. So Smithy Nathan Smith at centre half, he's he always plays, and he's a typical horrible centre half. He pinches, he pulls, he grapples, he, he he likes the fight, and he's got a gap in between his front teeth. Uh, that when he smiles, it's a proper cheesy smile that irritates a centre forward once once he's been pulling and prodding. So yeah, so. Nath loves it. He's got a few strikers sent off already this season. Um, If you listen to John Coleman's interview um, from when we beat Accrington in the FA Cup last year, he has some less than than favourable words to say about (laughs) Smithy because he got Colby Bishop sent off then. He's a mainstay. Um, Captain Tom Conlon again. Coming back from a rather bad Achilles injury last year, he's he's back in the side doing, doing his bits and He's adapting to a new role uh, a, a little bit deeper. And then James Wilson, who is the best striker in this league by far. Like, I, I, and I'm not just saying it, his technical ability 
there's there's not a player like him in in the league. His first touch, the way he glides, you can see he's been educated at a Premier League academy. You can see that why Man United invested so much money into him, but he just needs a bit of love and care. And we, we're giving him that. He's, he's a local lad, so he seems to be thriving. So apart from those two players, the the, the rest of the or three players, the rest of the team could be absolutely anything. Then really, yeah, pretty much. It's um, it, it's, it's a lottery. <laughs> Um, we, yeah, we, we we have a tendency. There's there's a couple more that have have probably played the majority. Alice Harrison, that was at Fleetwood, he's he's played the majority, um, and Ben Garrity usually plays a lot of the games. But everyone else is just a bit of a. You, we never know, even down to the goalkeeper at times. He's he's, he's tinkered with them, so. Who knows what could happen? Keeps it fresh, keeps the squad on their on on their toes, I suppose. What one player we got from you uh, last season, John? You didn't see a great deal of him apart from in the playoffs. Was uh, was Jake Taylor? You'll be pleased to know he's uh, doing very well for us so far. What was he a player that you wanted to keep hold of? Jake's a funny one. He has got all the ability with the ball. He just never seemed to want to do the dirty side of it, and then Cork he got into him and he got him fit, and he was one of the best players on the pitch on the playoff final. So we were very surprised to see him go. We 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 feel that it wasn't solely Jake's decision and that there that this agent had quite a bit of say over it. His agent actually is a commentator on Radio Stoke sometimes. Um and an ex player of our ours and he didn't really take too kindly to us binning off a couple of his other players that had got into the squads, so he he was a bit unsavory on the radio about Corky and Corky bit back. So I don't think the relationship was great there. So when his agent said Jake wants to leave, we just went, yeah, okay, he can go, and that's what happened. So the player, yeah, the, the player is a very good player. The, the everything that came with him seemed to be a bit unfortunate, really, and that's obviously not down to him all the time. He's like he just wants to play football. Well, he's playing a, a big part for us this season and, and hopefully long may uh, that continue. Uh, one of my final questions to you, Johnny, is you've played most of the teams in League One uh, this season. There's obviously a step up in class between League Two and League One. It seems to me uh, from watching League One football for the second season now that there's very much the haves and the haves-nots, the, the, the money clubs and, and the, the not-so-rich clubs. How have you found the mix of, of not only that, but also the the, the the quality of the size that you've faced so far this season? I think the, the biggest thing I've noticed is that, like, like say, the bigger clubs, they, they have got that player that can do something out of nothing. So we, we've been toe-to-toe with Portsmouth, and then we got beat by Dane Scarlett scoring a goal on the break. An 18-year-old that's probably on 30 grand a week at, Spurs tip for massive things on loan in League One. We went toe to toe with Chef Wednesday, got beat by a Barry Bannon Wonder Strike, which Barry Bannon and Wonder Strike go hand in hand. He scores five, six a season. So welcome, welcome to our the world. Only ones. <laughs> yeah, and that's it. And then, and then we've we've seen that. And then Johnson Clark Harris at Peter Brator is a new one, which again million pound striker. It's so we, we've seen we've seen them sort of situations. But then on the flip side, we've also seen the fact that. MK Dons, we lost there and their bottom, second bottom are they? Um, and then we went, we've got, we went and did the unthinkable the other week and 
beat Plymouth at home when they hadn't they hadn't lost a game at home all season and they hadn't failed to score a goal and we kept a clean sheet there. So yeah, this stuff like stuff like that. It's it, it's it's a funny funny league. I think the the, the quality there, there isn't there isn't much difference in quality in terms of overall, but the teams that have got that game changer and some of them have got two or three when you look at especially like Chef Wednesday and Derby and um, they've got two or three and you just sit there and think oh, I don't like that well, it's a different world isn't it completely different world like you say you have like Barry Bannon and 30 40 grand a week players and, and then you, you look at other clubs like ourselves we we, we very much play within our means and, and, and budget accordingly it's not fair sometimes is it no, it, it's you, you sit there and think, well, what's what what can you do to compete? Is is sometimes, and you have to maybe ferry around in shop in a different section. But yeah, it's 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 interesting. Johnny, thank you so much. But just before you go, give us a sales pitch one more time. Where can we find Ale and the Vale? Yeah, so we're we're on Twitter. If you want, if if anyone wants to tag us, it's at Ale and Vale Pod. Um, then anywhere that you get your podcasts from we have housed ourselves on Johnny thanks so much for your time I know you are a, a very busy man uh, good luck for the season uh, you, you're definitely going to stay up there's no you're not going to be sucked in you, you're already virtually safe in my eyes already so uh, enjoy the second half of the campaign and uh, we'll hopefully talk to you next time lovely cheers and, and you Dave every kick every game every goal following Morecambe FC in League One full match commentary of Morecambe FC on Beyond Radio this is Shrimps Live from Beyond Radio